You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. What an absolute pleasure it is to be joined by our own personal celebrity, our own personal celebrity. I always get excited when I see you in here, GP. How are you? Oh, just fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like you're in a good mood. I am. I'm pretty much am I not really ever in a not a good mood. I, I don't get know. frustrated with humanity and maybe just want to do some elimination process. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. Other there's a little that. bit of a Darwin uh, award that gets passed around whenever you get on one. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Bruce, how you doing today? Healthy life. Yeah. You know, we didn't do a morning show yesterday because you were running out of time. Uh, you were uh, you were busy most of the morning and you didn't get a whole lot of sleep. And of course, that really put you into a really bad mood in the afternoon. And, you know, it showed. Yeah, uh, yeah I did get yeah, some I did, I did get some personal feedback, though, saying that uh, I, I wish that I could actually go in. Someone told me this. I said that I wish I could actually come in and speak to one of you guys. And I said, well, why is that? I'd be saying preach it, Bruce. That's why. <laughs> so they must have agreed with you wholeheartedly. Good. But yeah, that, that is good. But today is a very sad day in the state of California. I read this morning that you're no longer going to be allowed to scream on the roller coasters at theme parks in California. Oh, well, that's great, considering we don't have any of them that are open. I, I thought you guys had a, a theme park that was open. We do? I thought you did. Oh, Which no, it's one? just I'm sorry. Theme parks in California can begin opening on April 1st. But <sighs> OK, OK, but you're not allowed to to scream on the roller coasters to, to limit the spread of COVID-19. So that's great. Of course, I think you're going to have to wear a mask on the roller coaster. And of course, there's no way that a mask would fly off when you're on a roller coaster. There, there's no way that that would happen. I, I wouldn't expect that. So screaming through a mask spreads the virus, but breathing Apparently. through the mask does not spread the virus. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, yeah, they're also coughing through the mask doesn't spread the virus. No, I, as a matter of fact, I saw somebody walking around the other day. They they literally somebody was walking through the gym. They pulled the mask down to sneeze and then they put it back on. <laughs> I can do a meme for that. I thought GP's. I thought GP just froze. I like. I thought he he literally just froze. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Theme parks in California can reopen next month after a year-long closure, but the roller coaster experience may be very different thanks to an unusual new rule, which is try not to scream. California Attractions and Parks Association advises in the new guidelines for its responsible reopening plan that theme park visitors should avoid activities that increase the spread of COVID-19, such as singing, shouting, heavy breathing, and raising one's voice. That pretty much eliminates doing anything and everything. I was going to say, I don't think you can really do anything at that point. No. This rule applies when obey. the visitors are... You can obey. You, well, yeah, there, there is that. You can just, obey. Yeah, just be quiet yes. and do what we tell you to do. That's, yeah, it's, it's the best thing. This rule applies when visitors are on the park's rides, meaning guests are recommended to stay silent on roller coasters, that they usually encourage people to do anything. But do you really think that people are not going to scream on a roller coaster. Do you really think that? It's a natural reaction when you're on a roller coaster, right? 
Uh, okay. I, I'm actually not sure. I, I'm not a fan of roller coasters, so. I'm a I, huge I fan of roller coasters. I've done just about all of them. I'm a big. And do you scream but, on them, GP? Okay, there was that one time. No. <laughs> no I, I have you know, a hard time. Do, if it's a really good one, it's a really good one. I'll, I'll shout. Like just be cheering, like with a. If I get a good group of uh, coasters, you know, we'll 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 make a lot of noise. We do <laughs> a lot of noise. I have a hard time picturing when they screaming at grand openings. No, grand openings on roller coasters, brand new ones, especially the you know, ones with good drops, and you know. Do you do the Kings Island roller Oops. coasters? Did you ever do those? Did you go to Kings Island? No, I didn't. No, didn't do Cedar Point, the Millennium Drop, or any of that stuff up there. Here? No. No, not in California, in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying no. Like here in this country, no, I've not done any of those. I, other than the the only ones I've done here uh, pretty much is uh, California, Texas. Space Mountain. Oh, God, I've done that enough times to have it memorized. But yeah, but that's not really a roller coaster. I don't consider that anything too exciting. I like uh, what, one of my favorite roller coasters of all time so far has been at Magic Mountain. Uh, it's, it's in California. And uh, soon, uh, Tatsu, where you hang like Superman on a roller coaster, several feet, oh, is that, feet up in the air. Is that the one it's where like your awesome feet are dangling down? Is that, is that the one? You're you're in a Superman position. It's you sit and then it rotates to where you're flying like Superman, and you're on a roller coaster. I mean, you're in a seated position, but you're flying kind of like Superman down the roller coaster, and it, it is a blast. It is an just. Especially being in the front. One roller coaster that has always terrified me, just looking at it, is the one in Las Vegas at the top of the uh, the, the Space Needle thing. Oh, that one's great. And spin around? Yeah, that one's really? awesome. Have you been on that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll, you'll like it. You'd like it. It's great. Especially the building moves while you're up there. It's the first thing uh-huh. you'll notice is the uh, movement. And then, uh, yeah, it's cool. Especially if you get it, you know, if you got people you know there yeah it's great you'll you'll have a good time when you get if you get in the states uh i'll take you over there yeah i i i won't be doing that so uh, oh you will it's no no i don't i don't think so now see that's the thing you know you meet up with gp and you think okay well we're just gonna have a nice lunch and everything <laughs> next thing you know you're tied up to one of these rip cords and you're bungee jumping from 50 stories up in the air okay <laughs> Hell yeah, that's awesome. And you are walking down the back alleys of places you don't want to be in. You're like, he's like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. No. I still get occasional jabs from a buddy of mine who's uh, Crocodile Adventures in Costa Rica, you know, chasing down crocodiles. Yeah. You know, his wife still won't let him go. Yeah, gee, I wonder why I saw Anywhere. those photos. Yeah, I, I saw those photos. <laughs> and it's like you can see this crocodile just coming, like this salty, just coming up behind him. And he's like smiling. And of course, he doesn't even know it's there. Right. And it's like right behind him. Yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks. All right. Back to California. In addition, face mask requirements and modifications to seat loading patterns are being implemented by the parks to mitigate the effects of shouting. They're going to mitigate the effects of shouting. So now you're going to have to social distance on a roller coaster. (laughs) California's parks are not the first to promote an unusually quiet ride experience amid the pandemic. Japan implemented a no screaming rule when it began reopening its amusement parks. Uh, The Fuji Q Highland Amusement Park outside of Tokyo received a lot of attention at the time for its creatively worded request to roller coaster riders. Please scream inside your heart. 
I see, Bruce, there you go. Just scream inside your heart. Don't do it physically. Yeah, just just do it inside. My heart screams every time I watch the news in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I don't agree. know about you. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I, I scream every time I see humanity. <laughs> Disneyland will reopen on April 30th, uh, so they're going to hold back another month. Major theme parks in California include Disneyland, Universal Studios Hollywood, Six Flags Magic Mountain, uh, all of which have been closed since March of 2020. But beginning April first, parks can reopen at 15% capacity. So we can only do this at 15% capacity. I, I love to know where they come up with these numbers. Why 15? Why 10? Why not 13 or 24 or 32? Why at 15? Where's your evidence to suggest that things are mitigated by 15% rather than 18%? Because it's just enough to keep you broke. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, it's enough to give you, and it's the carrot, right? Just enough to give you a little bit, mm, but you never actually get the carrot. It's also to placate the people a, a mm. little bit. See, we're trying to reopen. And then when they can come yeah. back with some kind of lockdown or something and and uh-huh. blame it on the people, you weren't wearing masks, you didn't vaccinate enough, you didn't blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, that's what those idiots are trying to do here now. Like my the state that I live in has been open for the last few weeks. Now they're saying, oh, yeah, we got to lock back down. For what? They're, they're on the news screaming about some variant and they've got no proof. None. There, there's no proof of anything. They're just saying it like they're just espousing all this crap and nothing has changed. The fact I'll tell you what, the only thing has changed is people are rejecting vaccines and vaccine passports. That's what's changed. That's what's going on. Disneyland is set to reopen on April 30th with 15 percent capacity. However, only California residents will be allowed in the park as visitors at this time. So only you can go to the park, GPC. I wouldn't be allowed to go because I'm not a California resident. Mm. So I couldn't go on the roller coasters with you. Do you know what agenda this uh, fits into, by the way? 2030? Yeah. The no traveling and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Fits into that narrative just right. Uh-huh. You can't, as an outsider, travel to those places because uh, you can't travel interstate, you know, unless you're uh, you, you have the right social credit score. Uh-huh. And they just so happen to have that wrapped up into a handy little passport with a QR code if you've had a vaccine. By the way, it is fantastic, gentlemen. This is good news. This is good news. Good news to all the listeners, too. If you've had the vaccine, you can, and you're an American, you can go to a Krispy Kreme, show them your little vaccine card, and you get a free donut every day for the rest of the year. Is that right? Yeah, every day for the rest of the year. You know, I don't know if you guys remember this, but they were saying one of the major problems with COVID, you know, the comorbidities with COVID was obesity. Why is obesity... Uh, or why are they encouraging obesity with the free donuts? Well, it'll get you back to get another vaccine, hmm. which GP got on to me. For, for those that don't know, GP got on to me before we actually started recording. He says, uh, can we please stop calling it a vaccine? Yes. And I'm more than happy to do that. I, I'm really more than happy to do that. But that seems to be the term that everyone's latching onto because that seems to be what they can use in the media and as part of the agenda. See, people trust vaccines, don't they? Or at least they used to. And I, here's the problem is what they're doing with this one is causing people people to lose trust in vaccines. That's what they're doing. So what do we call it? Do we call it what everybody else is calling it? The the big the big names? Are we calling it gene therapy? Which that's kind of actually what it is. Is that what we call it? I'm, I'm going to push back just a little bit real quick. I think people are not necessarily being skeptical of vaccines. They're being skeptical of the people that make the vaccines. Just to put a fine point on it, because I'm not someone and we, we all are not people that are against vaccines. No, I'm very pro-vaccine. Yeah, mm-hmm. the same. The problem is, is I don't trust the people making this current vaccine. Mm-hmm. They keep telling us hey, it's a vaccine, it's a vaccine. And as we just said, when you look into it and you research it, it's gene therapy or a therapeutic. 
they're not even calling it a vaccine. And really, when you look at what traditional vaccines do or how they're made, this isn't made the same way and it doesn't do the same thing as previous vaccines. This is new. And GP, you want to chime in on that and you want to tell people what the difference is that we're seeing, like the technical differences in all this? On how on the difference, how a, va- a vaccine, how it works and produces antibodies and as opposed all that to kind what of we're seeing. Or as going a, into technical yeah. details. Well, that well, and one of the things that a big difference is, is a, a vaccine is, you know, is, is a mute or part of a, they use part of the virus as in to create, you know, vaccine. And that creates antibodies in your body and your body's prepared for a future upcoming infection because it's already combated it. So you've got the antibodies running around where this thing actually trains your cells to produce protein markers that will be readily identifiable by your body. So in case you do get infected, it'll be able to react quicker. The End result kind of is the same, but the way that it's done is not. One is teaching that, you know, it's teaching your body to recognize it. Another one, your body is recognized. You won't produce antibodies with this vaccine. The vaccine, you will not produce antibodies. You don't. They're not going to show up. And it's just you've got these markers that are floating around in your system that your cells are producing that makes it more easily readily identifiable. So when they do get hit by the vaccine. But this is why they're telling people. Yeah, this is but this is what to that point, though, this is why they're telling people not to get antibodies tests after they have a vaccine. Yes, yes. They do not want you to get antibodies tests because if you do get antibodies tests, you'll see that um, it doesn't really. You don't do have antibodies. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't give you anything. You don't have antibodies. Right. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. uh, we 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 uh, we know that it's uh, safe and effective. Oh, do you? OK, where, where's your evidence to say that other than the fact you're just saying it? Where's yeah. your long term studies? I mean, what's the long term effects of this? What, what's your where's your studies? Where's the papers on it? Oh, that's right. You didn't have one because you had emergency authorization. You know, that's the other yeah. thing is is the emergency authorization. That That's what people are not taking into consideration here is the difference between approval and emergency authorization. Two different things. Approval requires long-term studies and long-term effects tests, correct? Yes. And that's what we don't have. Therefore, these have been given emergency authorization and they're not vaccines. But anyway, uh, that that's to a, I guess that's to a, a different point, but that seems to be something that people need to, if, if anyone, if, I know we got a lot of new listeners, if anyone has an inquisitive enough mind and you're concerned or you're on the fence or you got people you know and people you love that are on the fence, start there with your research. Start there and move forward. I tell you what, let's switch up here. I, I don't want to talk about COVID because we could sit here and we could talk about COVID the rest of this time. And COVID I all day long, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to do it. All right. So let's let's go over to Joe Biden. Joe Biden made a shocking statement earlier to uh, People magazine. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Joe Biden promised that no one from his family and extended family would be involved with his White House, pointing to the days of the Obama administration as an example. This guy can't be serious. How did they translate that from? uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're right. He says, and I'm quoting here, sitting next to Dr. Jill Biden, of course, he says, we're going to run this like the Obama Biden administration. I would argue that that's the same people that are running this one. No one in our family and extended family is going to be involved in any government undertaking or foreign policy. And nobody has an office in this place. Oh, I see what they're doing. Okay. It makes sense now because Trump had family running uh, mm-hmm. various positions like foreign policy. Oh, okay. did, he did a bang up job, by the way, in the yeah they policy. brokered it. Yeah, the Abraham Accords, of course. Yeah. But but that you can't compare that to the to the deals that they were making with the Chinese and the Ukrainians. You, you just can't. No, there, there's no. But way. he's he's technically not lying because they technically weren't affiliated with the government. Okay. 
Did we technically hear him say that himself, or was this just reiteration from somewhere else? This is an interview he's Seriously, giving to People said, Magazine. This is an interview he's giving I, to People Magazine. Is, I, okay, people, okay. All right. So there was a there was a somebody there to take his statement. Yeah. Or was this a statement that was, does it show a picture of him talking to them? No, not at the moment. So there's no picture of him. To, okay, see, this is what I'm finding is on a lot of, you know, a lot of what our current president is, he's not having interviews. The last one he had that was really public um, that extended more than thank you, thank you, oh, great day, thank you, thank you, thank you, was the last time he said, oh, thanks, Nance. I'm supposed to do an interview now. Is that okay, Nance? Um, since then, I mean, has he done really any kind of major interview where he says something of meaning? Is this the is this the interview they did back earlier this month or is this a more recent one? Well, I'm seeing the article about this today. Okay. The National Pulse did a fact check on it and they're showing that and they're, they're proving that the statement that he gave to People magazine was false in the fact that uh, he says at age 26, Biden's niece, Casey Owens, worked at the Treasury Department as a special assistant to the senior coordinator for China in the Obama administration. Uh, she wielded considerable influence over the direction of the U.S.-China relations between 2009 and 2011, as she described her team as advising former Treasury Secretary Tim Geithner and responsible for coordinating the priorities within the agenda for the dialogue and spearheading the negotiations of proposals. I, I think that's kind of involved. Uh, well... Uh, the the reason I was bringing up what I brought up about which interview this was, um, if it's the interview where he and Jill are sitting in, I don't know, one of the rooms in the, the White House, it looks like or something, mm -hmm. or, or I don't know, but she's wearing like a burgundy dress or something. In this one, there was actually leaked footage from this interview. And there was like a 30 minute time frame that was unedited, uh, where Biden was like, completely unaware. Like he was off in space somewhere for like 30 seconds. You could see there was just blank. And Joe was sitting next to him like, oh, crap, like this is embarrassing. You know, snap out of it kind of a is, is what it looked like. So I don't know, man, this dude isn't there. No, he's not I, I don't think he's there. He's not. I there. don't. I'm, I'm looking for the little puppet strings or something or, or the green screen is a green screen or, or something, because it, the, supposedly the interviews and things that he said, I don't think he's coherent enough to create the sentences to formulate or, or to express that idea. They can't put him in front of the press. They can't do it. There, there's no way. No. He'll start talking about his hairy legs. No, he won't because he won't doesn't remember that. And it's funny is, you know, Alzheimer's and things, it's the short term. They all revert back to their long term memories. And that seems to be and dementia is their long term memories. They look back at, you know, way back in the past and nothing recent. When's the last time you talked about something recent? Uh, that's a good question. I don't have an answer for you because I know that's I'm 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 being honest. I'm just being just blunt here. Is do we have him ever talking about anything recent? The border stuff. Well, that and he was talking about well the border uh, stuff. But he also said the border stuff back in 1970s when he was also there talking about how he has to you know well. I don't. But he was also talking about Vladimir Putin. But I mean that's not really you can't equate that to like. <laughs> Mo like Recent. current stuff. Yeah, you, you can't do that. Well, when, when are we going to get to see that Putin-Biden debate? Oh, that would be that would be great. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Well, you know, he, Biden, he covered it, right? You know, Putin Bi said, let's, let's debate. Yeah. But Bi oh. Biden is is so busy. He, he's so busy. The, the White House said that he's he's just he's very busy. He doesn't have time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He has time to have a fire with his dog. Is that what it is? I think so. Yes. Well, Throwing and, the log and on the fire. Yeah. The the dog that attacked one of the security personnel. Yeah. yeah. His racist dog. Yeah. His racist dog. Yeah. 
Um, going back to the statement you were reading there about uh, we're going to run this like Obama uh, Biden administration. If yeah. you look at how he breaks that down, he says, no one in our family and extended family is going to be involved in any government undertaking or foreign policy. And nobody has an office in this place. Um, I'd like to specify there, make it clear that what he's saying there is they're not going to be government employees, basically. All the stuff that we're talking about that Hunter Biden did, that his brother did, that is not government employee work. They they were contractors. Whereas Hunter, well, his brother was a contractor, but his brother uh, did like contracting work in Iraq and Afghanistan building. Um, well, they were supposed to be rebuilding infrastructure. Instead, he took hundreds of millions of dollars from the US government and did nothing. Whereas Hunter uh, did deals in Ukraine and uh, China and Latvia. And he was doing that as a private citizen on Air Force Two. So, I mean, true, they're not government employees. But they're, and we played the calls. Yes. So uh, he's he's telling the truth here, uh, but it's it's a bit veiled. I mean, if you put your kids involved uh, with dealings that they otherwise wouldn't have had if it hadn't been for your position, doesn't that kind of count or no? I mean, yeah, uh, ethically it counts, but technically, no. I mean, that's that's where you get into like the whole legal speak of things. You know, it's kind of like trying to try uh, a mafia guy, you know, a Don for something for a murder when there's no there's no technical connections to the guy, but everybody knows he did it. That's what it boils down to here. It's not technically uh, he, he's he's not, but he, he really is ethically. Let's uh, let's jump over to the border. So you, you mentioned the border there. Does he actually plan on going to the border? This is what he said. He said he intends to visit the U.S. southern border at some point, but he's in no hurry because uh, he says, quote, I know what is going on in those facilities. Well, when you make the cages, you're part of the people that created the cages and you've been implementing the cages since 2012 and you were a big proponent of the cages. I'm pretty sure you'd know about the cages. One would think, yes. But of course, we can't allow the media in there to see that because they say, well, there are children in there. We can't allow the media in there. Uh, that's precisely why you need the media in there so people can see what's actually going on. That That's why you need them in there. Well, fair is fair. They did the same thing in the Trump administration. I was able to get into a lot of the facilities prior, you know, during Obama for, for work. And, and uh, when it came to the Trump administration, um, it was actually um, rather difficult to get into those locations. And so fair is fair. Trump did it. Biden's doing it. Fair enough. Upon his return from Camp David on Sunday, where he was playing Mario Kart. I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I just I stumble. <laughs> I, <yeah. Well. laughs> Actually, I think he was having an argument with Bush Jr. on how to spell tomato. Really? Yeah, I think that was what was going okay. on right, right after the Mario Kart game. Okay. Yes. <laughs> was it was that done on Wi-Fi or closed LAN or or how how does that work? I I don't know. Hillary was too busy wiping the server. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> President Joe Biden told reporters that he intends to travel to the southern border at some point. Let me see. He's also doubled down on his previous statements, urging migrants planning on making the journey to the border to refrain from doing so for the time being, while also admitting that his administration needed to increase the effort to make that message known to the migrants. This despite proposing so passing out those pamphlets. Come on over. Was a bad idea that he uh, did? I think so. You saw the T-shirts, didn't you? 
Yeah, yeah. Biden let you, me in. Yeah, Biden let me in. You saw those, right? They were all wearing them. Brand well, new t-shirts. The, 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 well, for the last four years, I've heard nothing but the fences and the walls and everything were racist. And the construction of a border security was racist. Stopping anybody coming across the border was racist. Uh, that you're killing children. If you don't let everybody come across the borders, that's, you know, that was a crime. And now the wall's still there. The fences are up. It's actually the new fences are up, you know, with barbed wire or not barbed wire. Sorry, I didn't mean to say barbed wire because now it's uh, it's a uh, mostly harmless retention string. Razor wire. Um, that No, it's not razor wire. It's mostly harmless retention string. It's a new administration. Mostly, <laughs> mostly harm, <laughs> harmless retention string. String. Yeah, that's what's. He, that's what we have at the current border. It's mostly harmless retention strength. Uh-huh. So you have to understand that. And uh, that's where we're moving in our, our this current administration. But yeah, it's uh, bad. It's really bad down there. Have you seen the numbers? About 6,000 a day, roughly, is what we're, what we're hearing. Yeah, 9,400 so far this month of just minors coming across, um, unaccompanied minors. Unaccompanied. Yeah. Yeah. We Accompanying played- and everything together is over 13,000. Yeah, we played the uh, we played some some video of uh, the coyotes bringing them across the mm-hmm. Rio Grande. Mm-hmm. We, we played. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like they're, they're bringing them across. They're getting out of these boats, GP. I, I know you haven't been around. I know you've been out training, but uh, mm-hmm. they 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 get they're getting out of these boats wearing like Tommy Hilfiger shirts. And mm-hmm. and believe me, these are not starving people. These are not starving people. These people look like they've been very well fed. Okay, three hundred pounds and five feet tall does not mean that they're not starving. You're you're misunderstanding. <laughs> They're starving. Now, I I guess I'm the one with the frozen look on my face, with my <laughs> mouth hanging open. Yeah, I've seen starving people across the planet and the people that I'm seeing across, yeah, the, across the, tell globe, the difference. You know, especially in Southeast Asia and, and Indian things, you'll find. Central, and, and, and you're, if you, you've been all down through Central and South America, you know what it's like when people are mm-hmm. suffering down there. You know what it's like. Yes. Oh, Venezuela and Honduras. Yeah. Uh, like the femicide that's going on in Honduras. And it's causing a lot of other issues going on down there. Terrible. Um, the, uh, yeah, you, you don't see people overweight. You don't. And the ones you see overweight are in a, are in a political pocket somewhere They they are, they're, they're being well paid. Hmm. And yeah, it's a great way of telling the type of pop. The first thing you'll notice is the size of the people. And if, and you will become self-conscious as an American, because as Americans, we generally carry five to 10 pounds of extra weight or more. And when you're in these countries, you definitely stand out. And the people that I'm seeing coming across, they're, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, some of the people, I'm, I'm not going to say all because I have already seen enough photos that nobody's really releasing of some of these people coming across. They're, they're really thin. I mean, yeah, but it's bad. The majority I got, I got of a these... photo right here. And uh, oh. this, this was, this one was a shoot up from Donna. And uh, it's the one they didn't post that several that didn't post. And these people are, they're thin, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, those. OK, yeah, those I have sympathy for. But the ones you see coming up in these caravans, like these 10, 20,000 mm-hmm. uh, number caravans, mm-hmm. they're, they're walking up through with like brand new shoes on Nike backpacks, Tommy Hilfiger shirts, gold chains, phones, mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes. Yeah, Th- those are not starving people. That's my point. Well, what they're doing is a rush. Of the, what happens is there's multiple there's multiple groups that are going on. I don't know if you're familiar with how this migration policy works is the, with the cartels. You send know, in yeah. the kids. You yeah. send in the kids. Well, first off, well, wait, you send in the mothers and kids. Those mothers and kids hit the border. They don't take up as many resources as you think because they're, they're generally women are, are pretty, uh, the women with their children are, are pretty open to follow instructions. But it's a numbers game. Then they send in the unaccompanied minors. Now, that becomes a whole different game here 
in the United States because you need more people watching these children. You can't have just one person watching 20 kids. So that takes up those resources. Then they send in the drug runs, the mules, because all the resources are taken up by these children and the women with children. Or they'll even send in, if, if, if they're still finding there's more resources out there before they can get a run across, they'll send in the men, a bunch of men that's just sitting at, sitting at the border. They're not even really trying to get across. They're just a bunch of men. So when you see a bunch of men, what is it? Just to cause a log jam in the system. Just to cause a log jam. So what they do is, and then they run across down, down line. Uh, that's where they're running. They literally can drive across the border. There's so many places you just, there's no fence. There's nothing there. Yeah. It's so just it was like the, it was like across. the, uh, yeah, it was like the, the SUV that got hit in, uh, in California last week. We were yes. talking about yes. by the yeah. gravel yeah. truck yeah. with the 25 people inside of it, 25 mm-hmm. people inside of an SUV coming right across the border. It was, it was what, less than five miles from the border? Just an open yeah. road, as you said. And you can, yep. you can go on Google Maps down there and look at the border from that road, which is like a, it's like a four lane highway right there along the border. And there's no fencing. There's no wall. There's no barriers of any kind. It's just open. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, uh, that's what they're doing they're, and creating a lot of problems. So that would coincide with the numbers that uh, CBP is looking at, Customs and Border Protection. They announced that more mm-hmm. than 100,000 migrants have come to the border in February, and numbers of child migrants in custody have also increased dramatically. Detention facilities, especially those for children separated from their families and journeying to the U.S. alone, which is the unaccompanied minors, which you're talking about, mm-hmm. have been op- have been operating far beyond maximum capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, and the bad part is, is what it does to these individual countries, because, you know, you're taking the... The best and brightest of these countries, like like El Salvador and, uh, you know, you're down in uh, like Guatemala, you know, these places, their best and brightest are being absorbed by this country. Instead of staying there in their countries and creating jobs and creating, you know, infrastructure, creating so much better, you know, make a better country for themselves. They're being pushed to go to America, get a free check, go to America, get a free check, go, you know. Don't do anything. Yeah, that's that's not so how are these I mean, countries going to improve. How you you, you take a hundred thousand people from anywhere, you're going to have a deficit problem going on, unless there's an overpopulation situation, which these places do not have, because I've been all over the damn place, and there's vast amounts of land and territory and resources. You know, I I remember there was a there's a guy out there. I don't know if his videos have been taken down, but uh, anybody can go on YouTube and search this. Uh, and we ought to play a clip of this. We'll get it together here in the next couple of days. There's a guy out there that does a talk, and he compared the population of the world to gumballs. So if you could yes. literally, if you do it, if you do a, a search on YouTube called "population and mm-hmm. gumballs," he actually breaks it down as to what mm-hmm. it, as to your point right there, uh, exactly how this plays out. And he says, mm-hmm. if we're going to help all of these people, the best and the brightest in these countries, we don't need to be bringing them to the West, as in like, you know, Europe and, and North America. We, we don't need to be doing that. We need to be helping them in their countries so they can build their own countries up and they can get out of that despotic system that they live in. That's the point of it. Good but news. What's that? The Great Reset is to do all right. exactly that. Right, right. Well, if we could, well, yeah, but they're going to plunge us into a, a despotic system just by the nature of it. But the idea that they come here, all that does is it creates a vacuum and nature abhors a vacuum, it creates a vacuum in that place where they came from. And all they do is just repopulate and keep sending and keep sending and keep sending. They don't actually keep people there to build the place up, to create jobs, to create better medicines, to create better uh, educations, th- those types of things. doesn't happen. The education, I was actually studying the, the education in Latin America, uh, Central and South America at one point in time. Man, the opportunities 
it is really, really sad that people don't have the opportunity down there. But by transplanting them, that doesn't help. That, how does that help the countries that are in Central and South America? How does that help them? If they're leaving, okay, it, okay, they come to America, they get an education, but then what? They don't go back. They figured, hey, I can earn 80000 a 100000 here in the, in the States and then just send the money back. Well, that doesn't do mm-hmm. anything. That doesn't build down there. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a... That, that, that hurts the American economy when you do that, buddy. It does. Because instead of those dollars going to small businesses and, and people around here, it goes down to their, that country, you know, the country that the money's being sent to. And it gets absorbed by the cartels, usually. And it gets absorbed by the cartels, yes. The Biden Which administration... gives more money to buy more people. Yeah. The Biden administration is attempting to add facilities to house migrants, including stadiums, civic centers. Yeah, that your sports are closed down, aren't they? Civic centers, NASA sites and military bases, as well as building extra facilities. So we're just rather than stop the problem, well, we're just going to create all this uh, places to, to house them. Uh, that That's ridiculous. It, it's, it's a voting base. Of course, we're going to bring them in with H.R. One. Yeah, of course. According to a report, the Biden administration plans to spend over 80 million dollars housing migrants in hotels. Well, yeah, you're not going to get your holidays this year because those hotels are going to be taken. Uh, You're not going to be there. The administration is even considering flying migrants from the southern border to the Canadian border processing sites to reduce the workload. Oh, yes. I would love to see that. I would like to see what Canada, how's Canada's response if we put a whole bunch of people. Oh, Trudeau would love it. Trudeau Trudeau would love it. Will you think? I think so, You know that they're extremely xenophobic on bringing people in. The people are. He's not. Mm-hmm. I won't say they're xenophobic. I would say uh, they like to know who's coming in. Mm-hmm. They do. And I mean, we, I know we've got Canadian listeners. I mean, obviously, they, they take to what we're saying. Otherwise, they wouldn't listen, I suppose. But I think that the Canadian people have a very different opinion. And maybe I'm speaking out of turn here. Uh, they have a very different opinion than that of their prime minister or president or whatever the hell, he, whatever he is. He's well, I mean, what a disappointment this guy is. Prime minister. Prime minister. Uh, so I don't think he's against it. I, I don't think he would be against it at all. As a matter of fact, he was one of the first to be on board with Biden's uh, agenda. You know, Keystone. Even the Canadian people said, wait a minute, um, we want the Keystone Pipeline. We want to do business with the Americans. We need this built for our economy. What are you doing? And he said, well, sorry, uh, we're, we're, we're sticking with the Biden administration on it because, uh, I don't know, the Great Reset Agenda 2030, whatever in the hell, right? We got to cut fossil fuels. So I don't think Trudeau cares. I think, as a matter of fact, I think Trudeau would be on board with it. Now, that's not I, I to don't say- think so because it's a matter of – because they're having – okay, they have, they're having a resource problem. Just as, as we are, very similar resource problem that we're right. having. You only but have so many benefits that you can pay out. They pay out. Yeah, now, but we're if, against if it. They were, being, we're against it. We're, we're yeah, against we're it, against but Biden it. doesn't care. The administration doesn't care. Okay. I'm, I'm I don't making, think Biden knows. So don't well, I don't think he knows either. That's why I said the administration. The administration. Okay. But right. I, I'm arguing the same thing with mm-hmm. Trudeau and the Canadians. The Canadians don't, I don't think so. want I don't, that policy. I don't think Trudeau would even want it either. I, um, by watching enough of him speak, I mean, yeah, he's a little liberal in some areas, but he's conservative in others, and both both can be bad. But I don't think he he would want to burden his people. I think he honestly does not want to burden his people with that kind of immigration that we're having, this trouble that we're having. I don't think they would enjoy 15 million people racing across the border. I don't think so either. Into Canada. I don't, I don't, think, he would, I don't think they would appreciate that. I don't know that they would do that anyway, because uh, the climate difference is so vast. I mean, when the welfare you're used benefits to, are really good. Uh, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I, I guess it's it's pretty decent, but uh, I, I, better than ours. 
well, do you want to live up there and and like four months of the year not be able to do anything because you're snowed? Okay, in? one that's not true because if you just what depends upon where you're at in Canada. I mean, if you're in Vancouver, it's not the same as if you're yeah, on the other side. You know. Yeah, yeah, I understand, but I, I'm I'm just uh, I'm I'm being uh, hyperbolic in my explanation mm. of it. Like, do do you really think coming from a a, a climate that's so close to the equator? It's warm all the time. And then going up to a, a climate that's pretty cold. I mean, people are resilient. I know they are, but it, it's, it's. And if you're giving hmm. you, and you know, and if you think of it, you know, in another, another way, if you were going to give your child the best opportunity to get ahead, would you suffer the cold? I would. That implies that you actually have families that are migrating. I mean, we're talking about a different thing here. I mean, as it relates hmm. to the Southern border, the way you laid it out, these are not families that are coming in. These are unaccompanied minors that are being brought up by themselves. And then they're throwing other mm -hmm. people that are involved. These are not families. These are not family units that are being moved. Right. These are cartels moving. These are teenage kids, too. A lot of teenage right. kids, which are like our teenage gang members. Right. But they're, you know, some of them. And they're being used by the cartels to just to use up resources. And remember, you know, if you want to get over millions of dollars in drugs and weapons and things of that nature, you need diversions. And that's that's the sad part about this whole thing. People are being used and manipulated for different agendas. You know, we've got an that's administration that, that's trying to make profit off of this agenda. And we've got cartels that are profiting off of this agenda. It's, just, it's people being manipulated and used to, to further the goals of the one percent. And the one percent is in every aspect of life. So those the elite or the cartels, they're the one percent, the cartels, one percent, the Government's 1%, the multi-billionaires are the 1%. Yeah, we'll talk about them here in a minute because I got something on those. The, uh, or at least <laughs> what, yeah, at least what they consider them to be. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. We have pictures that have been leaked at one of these facilities down in El Paso. Is that correct? Yeah, we do. Uh, a Democrat from Texas um, went into one of the facilities and took some photos. And what does it show? Because I haven't seen them yet. Uh, it's, it's overpacked. <laughs> I mean, some of the facilities are, I, I believe, on average, about 300% over capacity, pre-COVID capacity. So there's no social distancing, none of that. Um, you look into like their sleeping area and they've got the little mats they're sleeping on are butted up against each other. There's enough room to walk between like a row of pads and whatnot, but they're all smashed in together in a, it looks like a cage with VizQueen uh, up as well. And they're just, there is no social distancing in these. I the think I think social distancing is kind of out the door at this point, don't you think? Well, they've been pushing the COVID narrative so much. And then to for them to do this, they're like they're not testing them when they send them in to the, these locations. And when they do test them, they don't care. They send them in anyway. Is COVID really a thing or is it just a narrative? And uh, we know it's just the narrative they're trying to push. I mean, it's both, I guess. You guys know that tax hikes are coming. Yeah. Now they're going to raise taxes all of a sudden. Yeah, we've been shut down for a year and yeah, people are people are finally starting to open back up. Now they're saying, oh, we, we need to raise taxes now. Uh, you're, you're out there spending money like drunken sailors on the hill. Two trillion in the last bill. There's four trillion reportedly on deck. Reportedly. We're waiting to see what that's going to be. But now they want to raise taxes and they say, oh, what was it? We talked about last week, Bruce. They said we're not going to raise taxes on anyone making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. Isn't that what they said? Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, see, that's since been changed. They've changed that. Now they say, no. oh, that means, no, 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 we didn't mean individuals. We meant households. We meant households. So if you're making as an individual, anybody making less than $200,000 a year, we won't raise your taxes at all. But if you make more than that, then- It's down to 200 Per individual, yes. First it was 400 Then they said, no, 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 no. That was for- Households, not individuals. Households, okay. Yes. So now it's two hundred thousand. Okay. Two hundred thousand per individual. Yeah. Well, the vast majority of the population doesn't play, doesn't make two hundred thousand dollars a year. Correct. But I'm looking at populations in major earn, like top earner areas, which it's not even really considered to be top earners. But I'm talking about like New York and Los Angeles. You guys make more than average, and say from like middle America. It's still the top three percent. The top three. It's only three percent of the population makes more than two hundred thousand a year. That's it. Okay, but. You're already pay if at that level, at that level, uh-huh. and correct me if I'm wrong yeah. here, but at that level, you're already paying 43. Oh, federally. yeah, you're paying 30, 35. You're paying the full 35. Yeah. Okay. Plus state, 13%. Like California, we're paying 35 13. and then plus 13%. Exactly. Which is a state. And then you're paying the sales tax of almost 10%, or sometimes it's 11%. And then uh, you got every other tax. Yeah, you're, you're, you're taxed to death. When you're in the upper brackets here. It's, yes. It's and so that, that that begs the question that I'm about to ask. How much more do they want people to pay? You're already paying 50 percent if you combine well, everything. Remember, we everybody, every citizen in the United States has to pay back six thousand dollars for that fourteen hundred dollars they got. Uh, yeah, I did hear the breakdown of that. Yeah, that's right. So it's fifty seven. It's like fifty seven hundred. I mean, I don't know. You guys, you guys are more technical on that than I am mm-hmm. on the numbers there for that. The um, but yeah, fifty seven hundred. So we all have to pay back. Every single citizen of the United States has to pay back that $5,700 for that $1,400 check that only a percentage of the population received. And it's if my understanding is correct, it's not just the, the $1,400. It's all the other pork that was involved in that stimulus as well. They're, they're, as far as... No, that's the, why it's 5700 That's why you have to pay back 5700 for the 1400 you got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The rest of that, the difference between the forty, the fifty-seven hundred and the fourteen—that's all. Uh, the fourteen is that's poor. Yeah. yeah, that's all the little government stuff. You know, gender studies for Afghanistan and business deals for family members of politicians and multi-billion-dollar contract. Yeah, yeah. Unions. Yeah. Unions. Yeah. Well, let's look at what he's talking about here with businesses. Now, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, she said that um, we're going to raise the corporate taxes and we're going to raise taxes on the businesses, but they're going to be nice enough not to raise the cost of their products. That's impossible. <laughs> I know it's impossible. I was waiting uh, to see your response. Are they Are they going to mandate If I have to pay, I buy a pound of whatever, pound of widget or a widget and I have to pay $100 on it. And then they tax me and now I have to pay $150 on it. How am I not going to sell it for more? Well, out of the good grace of you and your company, you're not going to raise the price to the consumer, according to right. the well, White House press. Uh, okay. okay. If- I, already, I was selling it for normally for 100 I bought it for 100 but now I have to pay 150 for it. Oh, wait a minute. That's the new, new administration's business model, isn't it? Well, see, to accommodate this price increase and to mm. uh, not put the cost on you, the consumer... Um, we're going to lay off 50,000 staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The businesses oh, aren't going to so. lose. They're, they're not going to lose money. Well, I mean, other than the, the, the increased tax, they're going to lose money there. But they're going to... Uh, how on earth can you not pass the cost of the increase onto your consumer? How can you not do that? Every time I, there's... Well, a- you, well, I can see a way of doing it. Like if I, if I was not allowed to charge more than my product, I would just fire people and replace them with robots. Right. Exactly. 
And that that's I what would, I was. I would have no more human beings working for me. That's what and I was the, kind of the, alleging for the for the businesses that I I can do that with. I mean, it's kind of yeah. hard with some of mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, there, there's yeah. some jobs that you it, it would be difficult to replace with robots currently. No, I'm pretty sure my pimping years. trade would be fine with robots. <laughs> I, I, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> if you can just uh, get that robotic arm to slap a little harder, GP, you can get yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. old lefty. Yeah, took out a client. It was, we're, it was I know we're pretty. joking, but you, you don't know how close it really is. Like, there's no, it already is there. It's already there. It's there. You got yeah, to no, I mean, them. I mean, like yeah, full on like sex robots that are yes walking uh-huh. and talking. And we're, yes, we're they close. have it. You just yeah. can't say mean things to it because it will kill you. <laughs> it wants to kill you after if it has it. Most of them don't have an AI. They're just pretty simple commands. Uh, and, yeah, uh, but how far? They only have like how, maybe like 10,000 responses, which is very many. But how far away are we from that? Really? I mean, we have we them out to- there. They're already out there. They're out there. They're, okay, so they're out there in the sense, kind of what he's talking about. They're not capable of like walking and doing basic tasks yet. No, that's one of the what? that's one of the breakthroughs where uh, yeah. that that is coming. There, there's a company I was reading an article on it. They're basically trying to push. They've been doing this for like a decade or something like that, pushing for walking, talking sex robots. And okay, that that's great and all, but my my question is, what happens when you start making sex robots and uh, then you have sentient AI. How how is that going to go down? Well, sentient AI, we're still. I think we're pretty far from that. And in, in that, how do we know? From, it's true. We could all be could all be in the matrix for all we know, right? Yeah. But because we all know that all AIs so far, or close enough that we have to it, have wanted to eliminate the human race altogether. Oh, you don't mean like the chatbots that were talking to each yes. other and created a completely new language that we couldn't understand and refused to explain it to their handlers. Yeah. Yes. Before we get too far off topic, let's let's get back to some of these numbers. So Biden mm-hmm. wants to like, this is what Biden wants to do. Uh, he's talking about raising taxes, uh, focusing on <clears throat> the rich. Right. I'm, I'm doing the air quotes here. The rich uh, mm-hmm. in order to finance more blowout spending. The president is reportedly planning on raising the corporate tax rate from 21. Now you're breathing, GP <laughs> from 21. <laughs> this has upset me yeah you said corporate tax i yeah. lost it okay from 21 to 28 percent. he's talking about raising the corporate tax from 21 to 28 percent. Mm. uh the capital gains what's that okay keep going uh, the capital gains now i don't have the numbers on the capital gains but i did hear that they're mulling over raising them to around 35 to 40 the capital gains now i'm a firm believer in the fact we should <laughs> that look on gp's face is priceless i'm a firm believer in the fact that we shouldn't have a capital gains tax to begin with because you've already paid taxes on that money there's no need to pay taxes again you're being double taxed that's not even legal i haven't said this in a while but i see future dead people i mean what <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if if I had to pay forty percent capital gains tax, yeah, I'm looking across the country. I'm thinking just across the country and, and everything that we all invest in and mm-hmm. everybody, you know, people that even small investments. What that would do to the government bloat? Oh, what's well, bloated it, enough already, isn't it? It would be and the extra money going to pet projects, government. You know, government. How do they redistribute wealth to each other? Is through government contracts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're a billionaire that controls a politician, guess what? You know, miraculously, I don't know why this company is getting these new contracts. 
or they get renamed and it's the same board of directors. It doesn't matter which. It's amazing. The uh, the senators and the House members you have in California, namely Feinstein and Pelosi and all the rest of them. It's amazing how they get those contracts all the time. Well, you know, what would be easiest is just it's just if we went socialist so we could just openly say all the businesses are owned by the government slash corporate people be because you just make a title for it. It'd be a lot easier, you know, just be, you know, they'd have, they could be out in the open. Oh, wait a minute. That's what they're trying to do, isn't it? Ample economic research from nonpartisan sources has confirmed the theory for raising the corporate taxes. For example, William C. Randolph of the Congressional Budget Office found that for every dollar raised by the corporate tax, approximately 70 cents comes out of workers' wages. Further confirming this finding, research from the Kansas City Federal Reserve concluded that a 10% increase in corporate taxes would reduce wages by 7%. So they're going to, as you said, GP, they're going to have to cut it. That's it? Yeah. Yeah, 7 I know. If you raise corporate taxes by 10%, then you're looking at a 7% wage Mm -hmm. decrease. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. So you're increasing it by 10%. So they're going to take a hit on 3% of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to decrease the wages. Or reduce reduce, reduce your... Your uh, reduce the number of employees, yeah. But that number is it. Ten percent. That that's a ten percent increase on the average person, though. Even the worker, because se- yes. yeah, you're right. Seven percent would be taken from costs, the, Yes. But, yeah, the seven percent would be like the wage. But then when they go and buy a product, you're going to have the wage increase or the the, the price hikes the there that they're going to be paying for anyway. So it's going to be it, yes. all of it's going to go on them. And in fact, it's yes. probably going to hurt the employees of those companies worse because yes. they're going to have their wages decreased and then the prices of everything's going to go up. So they're estimating yeah, it's like, right OK, now. my dollar taco, my dollar taco, I have to I have to charge now a dollar ten for because they're going to get that extra 10 cents. But because I can't afford, you know, I'm not going to get as much business and things of that nature. I got to drop down the employee to what, 93 cents. Yeah, that's. You know, and then they have to pay it for a dollar ten taco. So there's the difference is even larger. That's pretty tough. Oh, but we're we're making we're making the wealthy, the the ones that are absorbently rich, and the ones that are you know more than well off. We're making them pay their fair share. Yeah, get those rich people. Yeah, get, get yeah. Those you know how do you make everybody pay a fair share? Yeah, no. eliminate okay. all the taxes and yes. just have a small flat rate. I like yes, flat a taxes, flat right? rate tax, a flat, like flat tax. Taxes. You want to do you want to do you want to do fair flat tax. And then the flat, then there's a no tax at a certain income bracket, like a yeah. low income bracket. If you're below, say, $40,000, no tax. Yeah. I think and that's then what Trump what tried it, to do. And, and no, then anything above 40000 you have to pay flat tax. You know? No loopholes. No loopholes. None. Uh, I, I will say, actually, uh, I, I would have some loopholes for corporations that if you, the size of your business, the amount of business you do based on that mm. and how many employees you hire then I, I would be okay with lowering your, oh, yes. your taxes there. No, just give incentives. Or what? Well, that that's what it's meant to be. Yeah, an yeah, incentive. Yeah. yeah, like an incentive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and get rid of subsidization and all that as well. A study by the Tax Foundation found that Biden's proposed corporate tax hike would shrink the overall size of the economy, reduce wages, and eliminate up to one hundred and fifty nine thousand jobs. So yeah, you're taxing the rich. 159,000 of the the millions of jobs that we already lost on top of that from uh-huh. the the covid lockdowns and uh-huh. he's it like 
after that, after going through that pandemic and everything and all the shutdowns and all the nonsense that the governors were doing, you shouldn't be raising taxes. You should be lowering taxes, especially at the corporate level, so that you're encouraging businesses, you're, you're encouraging competition and that kind of thing. When you lower corporate taxes, you encourage companies that are outside the U.S. to come into the U.S. because they like the taxes. That's the whole idea is you compete with other nations on your tax brackets. And, and when you have it lower, it encourages them to come to your country, bringing the business there. You, you, you have your country's employees working or people working there as employees. And then you have the money that. It, <laughs> oh, come on. You know, let's see the, the high tax places. Um, Russia, you know, the, the, that whole that Eastern Bloc with the really high taxes. I mean, they've got a Levi Strauss on every corner, right? Target, Walmart, Amazon. Oh, wait, no, they don't. Target and Walmart in the Eastern Bloc. I highly doubt yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, businesses want to go way over there. No, because the taxes are really high. And there's also just political things that are yeah, going on. Yeah, because they were under the thumb of the collectivism for 80 years and they've never recovered. Look what it's done, you know? So, I mean, now we're going to try the same garbage in the U.S. at what? Because well, it, uh, not we, in oh, all we parts. Right. Okay, not in all parts are as bad as you think. I mean, that, that's that's some a misidentification of that. You, you can't blame some parts of the country for the whole, you know, the whole country. Yes, it's bad in in some parts of that the whole Eastern Bloc area, but good majority of it is just nice, hardworking. I understand. People just getting, you know, day to day cultural centers and I'm not talking about the people. I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the governments and their policies. That that's mm-hmm. great that you have kind, hardworking people that you know the great peoples. But when you have a government that's destroying your economy, yeah, you may be a great people, but you're you're living in a, a hellhole. I mean, like, well, and I, I know I, I, define hellhole. I'm, San Francisco. Well, okay, now that's a shithole. Different. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah, literally. <laughs> my my thing is, is if you get government out of the way, those locations will be the, the the cost of living will go down by lowering taxes. Wealth will go up. That encourages Define people to have a better wealth. life. Define wealth. Well, I mean, that's we the thing. Can't... Do we? Okay, it's like the idea of not having six TVs in your house. It's like, oh my God, you're not making it. You're not. Well, we can't. We can't. That's, not, define, that's not what I'm. That's not we what I'm saying. That's not what I'm meaning. We can't define wealth. Yeah, you can't. You cannot define wealth in this current political climate. You can't do it because they've got everybody so gaslit that they think that somebody that has five bucks more than them is some rich person. Somebody that lives on a golf course and and has a a house Mm -hmm. and and a couple of cars and a swimming pool is some rich guy. No, that's a small business owner. That's a job creator. Mm -hmm. That's what that is. That's not some rich guy. That might be someone that has maybe five, ten million dollars in the bank, but they employ a number of people. That's it. That, that's not a rich person. That's someone that that has well, everything. That actually, they've got those, somebody like that business. is actually in the top. Te- if you take a look up, Bruce, if you want to take a take a break for one second, look at the, the what's the top 10 wage, how to be in the top 10 percent of wages in this country, how much you have to make. I think it's like seventy thousand dollars. Is that it? Yeah, it's, it's a crazy low to be in the top 10 percent. Uh, let's see. Top five percent is one hundred and sixty thousand or above. Top ten is a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand dollars. That's it. You're in the top ten percent. Top ten percent at a hundred thousand dollars in this country. It's not a lot of money, man. Yeah, but you look at the cost of living. Ninety percent of the population makes less than that. Yeah, but the cost of living in a lot of these locations is is that you can't look at that. You, that. I know it's fractional, but the, like a hundred thousand dollars here where I live, you're living in a hovel. 
well, one. Same in New York. Don't you don't own. Yeah. You don't own a home. Oh, same same in, New York. in New York. But if I'm in, if I'm in, uh, you know, Alabama, I'm living like I'm living large. Yeah, you're, you're living large. Large. Same thing. If that's, you're making 150 grand in the Midwest, but you're living. You're living well. Percent of the population does not even make that. And that's but, the problem. That's why they're saying it's rich. But the cost of products is kicker. They keep raising the price of products and making our dollars less and less valuable. So that's why these 90% of the population is angry. Do you blame the nine out of 10 people are struggling? I blame. I mean, I'm the, not trying to go on a hippie rant here. Hang on. I'm not I, trying I blame, to go on this liberal rant, but. I blame the agenda. That's a lot of people. It's yeah, the agenda. I blame, I blame the agenda. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about. Uh, we were comparing the we were talking about fight for 15, you know, the $15 an hour minimum mm -hmm. wage, because that's I mean, that that plays a part in this, too. So we were talking about that aspect. I was making comparisons to where I was, say, like 20 years ago. Right. I was working a part time job out of high school and uh, I had health insurance. Right. I had I had 80, 20 health insurance in a part time job. That's unheard of today. Mm -hmm. Right. That's unheard of. I was making more than minimum wage. Yeah, you had minimum wage. But I was also making commission. I had a sales job. Nobody wants to stay in a sales job, but that's what I was doing outside of uh, outside of schooling. So, I mean, it, it was something mm -hmm. it, that I had to work at. But my point to that making that argument was we're sitting here and we're bickering over these little issues on the surface that they want us to fight over. We're not mm -hmm. arguing the actual problem here. The actual problem is we need to be arguing for a more free market economy that allows other businesses to emerge and more competition to take place. So you can have the competing businesses that offer more incentives to their employees and higher pay and more benefits mm -hmm. and better opportunities for advancement, those kinds of things. That's the argument that needs to be taking place. And it's not. We're sitting here arguing over, over like tax rates and uh, how much they're going to take and how much you're going to cut services by. And we're being asked to accept these losses as the people, but we're not actually doing anything to further what needs to be done here to advance us as a society. You see what I mean? So I, th I think mm -hmm. it's a moot point that, that we're talking about here. We're arguing over this little stuff because this is what they want people to do. They just want people to fight and bicker back and forth because they're controlling the agenda. They're not actually fixing the problem. They're creating the problem by manipulating all these markets. They just need to get out of the way and let the market why do work. We have to keep, why do we have to keep raising the minimum wage? Well, again, that's that's my point. We don't need to be raising the minimum wage. We need to be fostering a more free market economy. That's what needs to be happening, because then the wages will increase because you'll have more companies. Why do prices go up? Prices go up because the cost goes up. So when you cost, why does the cost go up? Because we're devaluing our money and wages go up. Yeah, but we're yeah, but so it makes got, costs go up. It's, it's a never-ending circle. What what occurs is if if everybody was make if the minimum wage was three dollars an hour and everything costs exactly because it does because with technology everything gets it gets cheaper to farm it gets cheaper to this mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. cheaper to make there's but a the money, supply and demand issue. But the money is supply that's is expanding. Thing. They're expanding the money yes. supply. Like they're out of control with the spending. Yes. They're just expanding their balance yes. sheets, and we have no control over that. And that's not right. Right, it's inflation. But yes, and as we increase our salaries, we increase the you know increase the go. Oh well, um, is does it is it that the loaf of bread went up first or the salary went up first? Like say we're all at three five dollars an hour. Five dollars an hour is the minimum wage. When did five dollars an hour become not enough? Was it because the price of bread went up? The price of wheat went up. The price of water went up. Did that no. go up to decrease the rates, or did they go? We need to make more money to make people feel like they have more, so we raise the, the minimum wage, and then everything else went up with that. It's which it's came first. Third. 
it's the narrative from the the government, specifically more so uh, progressives. Because, by the way, do you know how many people in the U.S. actually make minimum wage? Uh, not a lot. I know it's it's a lower percentage too. Point eight percent. Point eight percent. Ninety nine point two percent of the population makes more but than minimum wage. I, 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 I'm going to fix that stat though. By the way, you want me to want me to brush your bubble here? Here, I'm going to go. Ready? Say the minimum wage is nine dollars. If you make nine dollars and five cents, you're no longer making minimum wage. I I understand that. That's how it works. That's how the stat but, works. Yeah, but people that are making minimum wage are making zero dollars. You might be making nine dollars an hour, but you're making zero dollars because that's the baseline of zero. Minimum wage is baseline of zero. When you increase, uh, you're basically, I'm, I'm saying the same thing that you're saying. When you increase minimum wage, it increases the price of everything else around mm-hmm. it. So really, when I think we're 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 just kind of arguing past each other or talking past each other because I know we are. We're, we're saying the same thing. <laughs> we're, we're wanting to increase people's wealth without actually increasing costs. We want mm-hmm. people to have a better life. Mm-hmm. And that's what it boils down to is we want people to have a better life. And we have governments and we have greedy peoples that are getting in the way. Yep. But we also have population problems, supply and demand. Real estate is a, is a bit of a big kicker in the economy because we only have so many houses and we only have so much, you know, so many buildings that people can purchase. And when you have 100 people competing against the same piece of property, the prices do go up. We're having that happen here. Right, fellas. Uh, We are out of time today. Been a fascinating conversation as always. GP, it's been great getting your take on things today. (laughs) It's been fantastic. I love it. Yeah. It's always a pleasure. Wish you'd come around more often, but you know, I don't think you like us anymore. I'm training and I'm gone here shortly. Yeah, I know. I know. As a token of our um, our appreciation, we are going to keep you in the intro, though. We won't redo that. Oh, because, thank you. Because you'll have to be well, the guest when of I get, honor when, when I come get, back. Yeah, well, I'll be on here and there when I get to uh, when I get to a civilization spot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> or something that they refer to as civilization. You know, I <laughs> hope we can. Wi-Fi. You know what? We can actually do this before you leave. We need to. Uh, uh, Telegram has done, uh, done, done a little feature. They've added another feature. And so now with our Telegram channel, with all of our subscribers over there, we can now broadcast live over there. So what we want to do, we want to do a live Q&A. Uh, oh, at some gosh. point. So maybe if we can do that before you leave, that would be great. Uh, and listeners over there and subscribers over there could ask you some questions directly. Deadline's coming. Well, we'll make sure that we have that done before you leave. Yes. Mm. Anyway, we are going to have to go. But thank you guys for being here today. For those of you who have not joined our Telegram channel yet, get over to Telegram, get signed up to it. Search for us when you get there. Search for Dynamic Independence, where a public channel will pop right up. Click join. You'll be subscribed to us. You'll get all of our podcasts we put out here every day. And you'll also get our exclusive podcast we put out once a week. And you'll be able to take part in our live Q&A that we have coming up here in the coming days. We're going to be, Bruce and I are going to be experimenting with it here in the uh, next few days, see if we can get the uh, the bugs worked out. But if you'd like to take part in that, we will be giving people a, uh, a day or two notice uh, and a time as to when that's going to be. So it won't just be um, spur of the moment kind of thing. Um, but anyway, uh, but yes, get signed up to us over there so you can get all of our content. And welcome to all the new listeners and new subscribers that we do have over there. We hope you enjoy the content that you're getting. Thank you all very much. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you can give us a rating when you get a chance, that would be great as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Bruce and GP, thank you guys for being here today. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great Thank you.